0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 12th chapter. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip who was from Bethsaida in Galilee and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew and Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus and Jesus answered them. The hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. there will be my servant also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him. So that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, for Isaiah said he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart, and turn and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, Many, even of the authorities, believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogues. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Almost everyone, it seems, loves a parade. We love seeing the children with palm branches this morning. I was watching a couple of them, and one was tapping the other one on the head in front of him. And at that point, I got such an overwhelming urge to get one of those palm friends and hit Pastor Bruzik over the head. <laughs> The crowd that lined up from the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem, they loved that parade with Jesus as the main attraction. In August 1932, Mary Melodies released a seven-minute cartoon entitled, I Love a Parade. Everything that I know of high culture as a child came from watching Bugs Bunny. Now, if you're interested in watching it, you can find it on YouTube. Frank Marcellus, who wrote the music for it, which parenthetically sounds like it comes from a Broadway score, tapped into something that is especially true of American culture, but is, in truth, in reality true of all cultures. We love parades. But not all parades are happy events. Sometimes, parades are a clash of events, sort of like the parade after VE Day. Victory, yes, but at the great cost of such great amount of casualties. Shouting Hosanna this morning, with this air of victory, but maybe not realizing that this is also going to come at the cost of death. Jesus encountered these kind of clashes even in himself. Remember the time that Jesus left Capernaum and headed for the familiar territory of Nain, only about six miles from where he had spent the majority of his life, namely, Nazareth. We are told a great crowd were journeying with him. In Capernaum, Luke only tells us it was a crowd. By this time, it had become a great crowd. A parade or procession of people was now following Jesus. It seemed like such a happy time Jesus had healed a man by simply speaking a word, happy songs of happy days. But on the other side of the gate of the city, another parade of people was heading out of town. They were on a collision course with Jesus. There would have been no happy sounds coming from it. Instead, the music would have been mournful, plaintive, and sorrowful. Weeping would have punctuated the air. We may love a parade, but not this kind of a parade. I remember vividly watching the funeral of John F. Kennedy on TV. Stately, dignified, yet heart-wrenching, watching his family and dignitaries process to Arlington National Cemetery. We find ourselves at times in those kind of processions too, leading us on to the final resting place of our loved ones' bodies. By all appearances, Palm Sunday seemed like such a happy day. Happy songs, people shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But looks can be deceiving. Henri Nawen, in his book, The Road to Daybreak, recollects for us his fondness of the 14th century sculpture entitled Christ on the Palm Sunday Procession. He notes, that Jesus doesn't wave, and he sees beyond all of the noise and movements to what is ahead of him, an agonizing journey of betrayal, torture, crucifixion, and death. His unfocused eyes see what no one around him can see. His high forehead, reflects a knowledge of things to car, come far beyond anyone's understanding. when was reminded that Christ saw him with all his guilt and sins and shame and loved him with all of his forgiveness, mercy, and compassion. So, while the crowds are chanting Hosanna, acclaiming him to be the king of Israel, and palm branches lining our Lord's path, St. John's Gospel does not mention our Lord uttering one single word. He enters into Jerusalem silently and quietly. He knows that he's going to have to do this alone this is going to end up being a parade of one. Now, how do we know that? Well, because Jesus unmistakably told us this is how this was going to go. Earlier in St. John's Gospel, when Jesus was on the Mount of Olives, the very place that this procession is going to begin, towards Jerusalem, he encounters scribes and Pharisees and tells them, I'm going away, and you will seek me, and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. Now, if you think that Jesus only spoke to his enemies that way, think again. After washing the disciples' feet and celebrating the new covenant of his body and blood in the Holy Eucharist, Jesus goes outside and on his way to Gethsemane, on his way to Pilate's kangaroo court, on his way to Herod's treacherous palace, on his way to Golgotha, he says to his disciples, little children, yet a little while, While I am with you, you will seek me, and just as I said before, now I also say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. This was Jesus' way of saying, You are not invited to the parade in which I must go it alone. Impetuous Simon Peter then said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow me afterward. Even though these words are often understood as referring to Peter's own crucifixion, I want to point out to you that there is a reason why we sing Hosanna in the Eucharistic liturgy. We are following Jesus, all right, but we are not going to Golgotha, but we are going to the altar. Jesus, as often as we eat his body and drink his blood, we proclaim his death, until he comes, and so we follow. We're part of a parade that leads up the aisles of this church, and we sing Hosanna, save us, and he does. But that means that there is a collision course that we are on, one that involves death and life. So even though he must go it alone, he will take us into himself. And all that he will experience this holy week, his suffering, his bleeding, his dying, his burial in the tomb, his rest in the grave, his resurrection, all of this is our baptismal journey for each and every one of us." That's the parade we're on. And that parade goes on forever. St. John, in the Apocalypse, wrote, "'After this I looked, and behold a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to his Lamb. And if people are waving palm branches, that can only mean one thing. This is going to move forward to the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. This is where the parade goes. Heaven leads us forward with Jesus and into Jesus and by Jesus through his death and resurrection to his eternal presence, where we rejoice at his salvation and where we feast with him, where he will envelop us with his love and we will sing his praise forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen.